You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Future of Radio. The future of Radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. How you doing over there, Sarah? I totally missed the show yesterday. I was I so bummed out. I know. That's. I'm sorry that you had to miss the show. I and am... I can't really hear right now. My ears are still completely plugged. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say um, you do seem a little bit off. You mean You're I look? Here... In, I look incredible. You right look now. incredible right no now. No amount of expensive eye cream is making my eyes not puffy today. <laughs> Don't tell me what I'm supposed to say here because either way, I just feel like I'm gonna be wrong. Say that I look beautiful. You look beautiful today, yes, Sarah. Thank you. You look like a million dollars, and you're on top of the world. <laughs> I am. I think something's wrong with your hearing. Hello, everyone. There this is, is Fun Employment is. Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. We are live here five days a week out of Portland, Oregon, on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, so we've got uh, we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get to here today. No, I'm sorry. Like I hate being sick. It was my one day a year yesterday that uh, I that I have to miss the show because I feel like it would I, I did not want to come in and you know do it half-assed or like infect anybody no that's true with whatever it is that you've got uh, whatever it is that you've got going on it's just a head cold it's a head cold but okay. it's like a, it's a because I'm a little bit apprehensive of the fact no it's that- no it's nothing below my neck like it's no like there's no chest or cough or anything it just started with a sore throat then all of a sudden it became a, I couldn't walk you know like a foot without sneezing I couldn't stop so it was mostly like sneezing lethargic uh, stirred with a sore throat, and then basically I slept for like 18 hours yesterday. Oh, wow. Which I never sleep. I actually yeah. took a nap. Like, I took a nap without taking any, like, DayQuil or NyQuil or anything. I just fell asleep, like, after we had decided that I couldn't do the show. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, took, like, a five-hour nap. I woke up, I'm like, whoa, okay, that never happens. So I could <laughs> tell that there was something wrong. Okay. Well, I'm glad you are feeling a little bit better. I, 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 I want to say, though, I think your ears may be a little bit more clogged than you think. They are really clogged. I'm, I'm like because trying to pop them, and both of them are plugged up. Every right now. little thing that I make, you're like, what? What was that? What I know. I that? couldn't hear. I can't mm-hmm. really hear very well, and I can tell too mm-hmm. because I know what level my headphones usually are at, and it's almost like a full half a mark up than it usually is. Mm-hmm. What can are you, you saying? Meep. Hey, Sarah. When you say I'm going to sound when you go to episode seventy, what? Stop it! What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is going to be fun today. Will you stop it? I'm trying to... I'm feeling a lot better, I have to you say. You want to jump over when you go to the Fox phone? What? Stop it! <laughs> no, I do feel a lot better. Like, I woke up this morning. It's one of those, like, ebbs and flows. Like, I woke up this morning, and I was like... Like, I breathed in. I'm like, I can breathe through both of my yeah. nostrils. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah, this is a good day. This is a good day. So I called Greg, like, immediately when I woke up. And I'm like, all right, Greg. And he's just... I could hear, like, the sense of, like, foreboding in his voice. Like, oh, God, what's going on? I'm like, I feel better. <laughs> And so after I started to move around a little bit, I got a little more sluggish, a little more lethargic. But now, uh, I don't know if it's the coffee or if it's the excess water. Yeah. I've been taking lots lethargic of vitamins. Lethargic on the back end when you do that with the water. What? Stop it! <laughs> I... That is not funny. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, uh, it is good that you are feeling better. I, I do have to ask, though, you know, we, we did not do a show yesterday, but um, what did you do with your time, Well, Sarah? let me well, you tell you. Come. So I was oh, trying also, to... Also, uh, quick side note. Joining us on the show here in just a little bit, um, when I'm done trolling Sarah, it will be Gabe Dinger. Local comedian Gabe Dinger, who... I don't believe we've had on the show before. I don't think we have. And Gabe is awesome. He's, he's a hilarious, hilarious Gabe comedian. Is a, G- G- I can't even talk. Gabe is a solid comic. He's, yes, he's he is. He's very funny. 
he uh, hits it out of the park every time. So we're looking forward to talking to him. Yep, Gabe will be I can't us. talk. Oh, my God. All right. Well, this is exactly why we need you to talk today. Because whatever it is that's going on with you as you're slowly unraveling, you know, physically, which I'm sorry that you are, but you know we have to use that for our comedic purposes. So, Sarah, what did you do yesterday? Well, let's see. So we had our meeting yesterday morning. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to miss the meeting. And as soon as I got there, I'm like, oh, nope. Not good. I, I like I'm, you know, being introduced because we had to go and meet with some some of the fine folks at Next Adventure and, and some other people. And so I'm like, okay, well, so I'm meeting all these people, and like that's when I knew I was sick because people would stick out their hands to shake my hand. I'm like, I'm not going to touch you. I'm like, I'm sorry. I think there's something wrong with me. Well, it was also <laughs> pretty evident when you went to try to give Sarah Wagner a hug or Sarah Turner as she is now, and she was like, no, no, no. I told her no. She didn't say no. I said no. I'm not. She gonna backed hug. away. Well, I told her I wasn't going to hug. Look, she started and she came in for me for the hug. I'm like, no, don't do it. And she's like, oh yeah, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> yes, and I don't like I don't like being the sick person as much as you don't like to look at the sick person like. That's why I hunkered down in my house all day yesterday. Wait a minute, you're saying you don't like to look at sick people? No, I'm saying nobody wants to be around the sick person if they're going to... I'm I'm not talking about like someone who's like dying or something. I'm talking about someone who has like a flu or a cold or something that can be contagious that you know that if they touch you, you might get it. Nobody wants to be around the the person who has the cold or just like sneezing and like wiping their hands. It's gross. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the gross person. Right. No, nobody wants to be the gross Mm -hmm. person. I think that's a fair assessment. Exactly. And so I didn't want to gross out people by being around them because I couldn't walk like seriously after uh, after that meeting yesterday. I went home and I would like walk around my apartment like I was making some soup or like getting some more water with some of the airborne stuff in it. Like I would take two steps and I could not stop sneezing. It was just step, step, sneeze, step, step, sneeze. It was Awful. And what if the other people in your apartment complex are worried? Oh, they totally probably are. Been, because the uh, walls traveling are really to thin. Uh, West Africa lately? Yeah, I, I'm sure they're probably a little bit concerned. Probably. Well, one of the things, though, I know that you were doing yesterday, which I'll, I'll kind of lead into here, is that you watched a bunch of Netflix. I and did. In between, like, as I was falling asleep or when I was waking up and kind of times in between when I was trying to eat food, um, which, thankfully, you know how I could tell I wasn't really, really sick? Because my appetite never went away. Oh, see, that's how I can tell when I have like the flu or something. When I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm not hungry because you know me, I'm always hungry. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like uh, last year when I had the whatever that thing was in my stomach that um, they never did determine what it was, but it felt like somebody was taking a board, like somebody pounded a bunch of nails into a board, and then uh, you know the nails come out the other side, and then we're slowly stepping on my insides with that. That's what that felt like. I I think I named it Damien, whatever it was that was inside of me. Oh God, I forgot about that. Yeah, I believe it was Damien. Was what I named it? It's being that was (laughs) that I didn't have an appetite during that. It's being pointed out in the chat, slash live by Bean that says uh, Sarah's lucky the the neighbors didn't barricade her into her apartment. Yeah, I barricaded myself into my apartment. I didn't leave. Mm -hmm. I did not leave until this morning when I was coming down to the studio. Well, I think with your uh, with your mental faculties being where they are, and thank you for coming down and doing the show. That is your your power. Yeah, I mean that's why I didn't want to come yesterday because I don't feel like I'm contagious or anything. Like now, I I feel fine. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm on the I'm on the other end of it. But I didn't want to come yesterday if I'm not feeling well. Right. You know, small room. Well, what I was going to get to though is with your uh, with your abilities where they are right now. I think this would be a good time for one of our recurring segments, which is where you recap a movie or television series in two minutes. Because I understand you did watch one yesterday. Oh my God, I did watch one in its entirety. I watched an entire series. Uh And it's one of the greatest, I think it is. I don't know. I've been kind of out of it. But it was the most entertaining show now, for those seen. of you who are long-time listeners of Fun Employment Radio, you know that Sarah watches a lot of terrible television. I mean, you know this. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. Terrible things. Lifetime Network good, is your though. favorite I'm network. very disappointed that it didn't get picked up for another season. And, and what was the name of this show? It was called... <laughs> so I just found this on the on the flicks of the net. Because uh, it was recommended to me because I liked such things as, uh, I don't know, other shitty TV shows. Uh, so it's called... 
this TV show, it aired one season, six, uh, 13 episodes, and it was called 666 Park Avenue. Right. I wonder why it wouldn't get picked up with a name like that. It was that. fantastic. And let me guess, there were evil things and demon stuff that were that There was happening. evil afoot. Right. There was evil afoot. Okay. Yeah, especially on Park Avenue. Like, it's all where it's all the fancy pantses. Uh-huh. But really, it's like this big demonic building called the Drake oh. that all these people live in. But what? at what cost... Did they live the high life, Greg? At oh, I what don't know. Cost? Well, that's what I'd like to find out. So, all right, you Bean did watch- is saying in the chat too that was a good show. That show, it's, it's an amazing show. <laughs> it's everything that I-, I want. It's like one long. The horror movie, the, the kind of genre that I love, where I'm like a big old haunted house slash demonic slash ghosts, like uh, like all kinds of different storylines, historical figure, like everything that I like okay. in like one 13 episode arc. So it was basically like a never ending movie yesterday. Okay. Well, with that, I think you know, since I obviously have no desire to watch this show, I think maybe we should do I this segment to to help out everyone so that they don't need to watch it. They can get a summation of it. I'm just saying, if you saw good. the head girl, the the main girl in it, her name is Jane. You would watch that show. She's uh, quite honestly like the prettiest girl I think I've ever seen. It takes more than a pretty face for me to sit down and watch a whole series. Does it? No, probably not. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, all right. Well, why? Do- I don't know if I have. I don't even. I, there are thirteen episodes. This isn't like one lifetime movie. Well, I think you can probably do it. I think this is what we're going to do here. Since you, since you're not at your full abilities, we're gonna we're gonna test you. We're gonna test your abilities at this at this segment. And we, so I think we should do a two minute now. Do you have any music that would work well, well, well with this? I always have or? creepy music pulled up. Okay, why don't we have some creepy music? And we're gonna we're gonna try this out because we may have to try this at the listener party on November fourteenth, which of course is oh God no we're not no no I why did... wouldn't we do that no okay November fourteenth Fun Employment Radio five year anniversary party happening at Boston Nova Ballroom get your tickets at funemploymentradio.com. maybe this is something we should do there I'm hoping you're not sick though during that time all right. Oh, thanks, Greg. So, Sarah, By here's, the way, you're what's, an asshole. here's what's here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you um, a time limit. So, we're going to start this off. You'll have two minutes to uh, to try to recap the entire series, and we're going to see what you can do with that. It was amazing. Okay, two minutes to recap the entire series, and I can't even like speak basic words today. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why we're doing this. All right, so Sarah, I'm going to go ahead and start it off. You'll have two minutes. Are you are you ready to go? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. See, so it was canceled. So this is you're doing people a favor. No, it's a great sh- series. Like you should watch it anyway. If you want to, if you like anything, it's basically as Norm puts it in, like the Devil's Advocate put into like a television show, okay. basically. All right. But you know, a little more. I don't know, a little more like Gossip Girl. Six 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 Park Avenue. Six That's six six Park Avenue. Leading that. All right. Two minutes, Sarah, starting now. All right, well, 666 Park Avenue is basically the story of this uh, giant, grandiose apartment complex that's really old Manhattan called The Drake, where people move in and can kind of get their wishes fulfilled by the manager of the building, who might or might not be Satan, played by Terry O'Quinn, who, of course, was in The Stepfather, who's also Locke from Lost, if anyone knows him. So anyway, so this couple, Jane and Henry, move into the building because she's going to be the building manager. Little does she know that she has ties to the building, and the building is basically run by demons, so people will basically ask for the things that they want and then Terry O'Quinn will in turn fulfill it be it if you know somebody wants to uh, have vast wealth or be a popular like violinist whatever they want but everything has a price and Terry Quinn always comes to collect so Jane and Henry are there 
They're the managers of this. Jane starts to re- remember that she might have, in fact, lived there before, and she uncovers the secret room with a mosaic on the bottom floor with a dragon on it, and there was a door back there, and they don't know what it is, and she finds the door, and she opens it. I can't even do this. I can't do this. There's so much that happens. You've got one minute I know, left. I know, stop saying go on. I'm just like, I'm I'm not mentally there today. All right, Um. and so there was a bunch of stuff happening, and it's a Okay, haunted- here, I'm going to pause it real quick. So, no, what you're doing right now, you're training yourself. This is how I help people out. So i got to break you down, and then you're going to be stronger after this for having gotten through this segment. So you're going to be good for this. So you're a minute in. I'm not going to be stronger. You're a minute in. You know, we just found out a whole bunch. Let's see if you can, you can recap it, the rest of it, in one minute. All right, you ready? Ready? Take a breath. This is my training exercise. It's so exercise. good. I feel like I'm not this giving is, it justice. This is why I should be a personal trainer. You're so not you a personal take trainer. Take people at their You're worst. You're horrible at And then this. you try to knock them down another peg and like take them down. And then there's nowhere to go but up. See? So, I mean, you've already made it through one minute. You're halfway there. Come on, Sarah. You can do this. I believe in you. So Jane always wears this necklace, and uh, they find out this mosaic in the basement might or might not lead to another wor- another world. Then she finds out that her necklace actually fits into the eye of the dragon when she puts her necklace into the eye of the dragon. It opens into the spiral staircase, so Jane decides to go into the spiral staircase, goes missing for two days, wakes up standing in the middle of Times Square, doesn't know where she is, and then she finds out uh, that there are all these people who are fighting against Terry O'Quinn, the manager of the Drake, because they're the good people, and uh, all the demons live inside of the building, and they're all trying to fight each other. Then Jane, all of a sudden, at the end, finds out that Terry O'Quinn was, in fact, spoiler alert, her father. And then she decides to stay in the Drake forever with her husband, Henry, who's uh, pursuing politics, and have a demon baby so that they, they, they can rule the Drake for all of eternity. See, you did that in less than I two minutes. I did not. It was so bad. You did that in less than two minutes. See, good job. I think that That's you... That's horrible, and I'm sweating. I do not feel better. In fact, I feel like I took a step back. Well, no. See, this is this is part of it now. This is part of my training process. My elaborate Greg Nibbler training process, which will be available. I think I should make it available, this, this process, for all kinds of people. I could do some great infomercials about this and just tear people down, and then you let them, let them build themselves back up. And see, it's really, really, it's a genius way of doing it because it's really easy for me. And then you do all the work and build yourself back up, but you're going to feel better at the end of it because you've gone down to the lowest point. And I think you did a great job there. You know, obviously, conditions conditions being taken into account. Sarah's going to staring at me with like some kind of evil vacant eyes. I hope you're happy at messing with somebody who's sick. I didn't have to come in today, Greg. Should we do a little bit of uh, World of Crazy? Oh, sure. More on me. That All right. would be we'll do, awesome. We'll do some ball talk. How about if we do a little bit of ball talk? All right. I did. Find I know some you're a delicate flower thing. today. We're we're I'm balancing that right a now. A delicate <laughs> fucking flower? Are you kidding me? All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. First up in ball talk, we have this. There is going to be a Game 7 in the World Series. Yeehaw. Kansas City versus San Francisco. Kansas City won handily yesterday in Kansas City. And uh, this, the game tonight is also taking place there at the Royal Stadium. So it's going to be a it's going to be a good game. It'll be an epic game. Either Kansas City will get their first World Series championship since 1985 or San Francisco will get their third in 5 years. Either way, it'll be uh, it'll be an epic occasion. When is that happening? Uh, that is happening tonight, I believe, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, it's all sports all the time on. night. All sports all the time night. Yes, indeed. Because something else big is happening tonight, right? Yeah, we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, all right, moving on in ball talk. 
There is this. This this is just an interesting story. You know, I hated Charles Barkley when he actually played because I hated playing when when teams would play against him. He was just kind of a big ass. However, since he's now just an uh, an announcer and just talks and and runs off his mouth. He's actually pretty entertaining. Yeah. I, I actually find him pretty entertaining. And he did admit to this on Jimmy Fallon. I believe this was last night because he played for the for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. That's who he was drafted by. 76ers have always been kind of known as a bit of a penny-pinching team. They, right. don't, they don't like to spend like to too much. Hold their wallets tight. Hold their wallets tight. And Charles Barkley admitted he did end up getting drafted by the, by the 76ers that he attempted to ruin his draft prospects. So he wouldn't get drafted by the 76ers. And he did this by gaining 20 pounds in 48 hours. <laughs> so before the draft, this is what he admitted to. He, he ate thousands of calories. He said he was eating 3,300 calories at breakfast alone. Wow. To try to put on weight so that they wouldn't want him. Now, it did fail because he did end up getting drafted anyway. He said that he didn't want to get drafted by them because he heard they were only paying $75,000 for a one-year deal in 1984, which even then, that was kind of low. Okay. So, Charles Barkley saying he gained weight just to avoid getting a job. Moving on to ball talk. There's this. Wow, I wonder. I want him to do a breakdown of everything that he ate. Oh, I'm sure he could. I want to know how you gain 20 pounds in two days. That's a lot of weight. That I mean, is a lot of he's weight. He's a big dude. He could probably put it on faster than maybe some of us. I'm just, I don't know. I'm using some kind of weird logic on that one. Uh, that's my guess, but that's what uh, that's what he did. 20 mm. pounds in 48 hours. Uh, moving on to ball talk. There's this. There's controversy brewing right now, and it has to do with the Golden State War- Warriors co-owner, Peter Goober. So Peter Goober is in trouble right now for a letter that he wrote to team employees. Peter Goober. Peter Goober. <laughs> now, the thing is, he wrote this letter... To uh, to the team, and he was talking about how he was excited because they have uh, let's see how many international they have five international players on their roster this season. This year, there's the highest number of international players in the NBA that there ever has been. I think it's like 111 or something like that. And the Warriors have five. He wrote an email saying he was very excited about that and uh, that he was going to be learning. Let's see, uh, he was going to try to learn Serbian. Um, a couple other languages, and I'm sorry, I, I lost the little e- email he sent. That mm. part's kind of just part of it. Oh yeah, here it is. He he was he wrote the email saying, "I'm taking Rosetta Stone to learn Hungarian, Serbian, Australian, Swahili, and Hoodish this year." Hoodish, H O O D I S H. What's that? Well, you could take that as being a number of different things. You're generally in a racist direction. Hoodish. Oh. Now, he replied to that saying he it was supposed to say Yiddish, which, in all honesty, that, I mean, you know, it, it, that he was saying he was trying to learn Yiddish. Looking at the context of the email, my guess is that he actually did mean to say Yiddish. Mm-hmm. Why Hoodish was in his dictionary on his phone, I don't know. I think the key thing here is the giant mistake he made of not checking your email before you send it out. So there's a lot of controversy going on right now of whether he meant that, whether he didn't mean it. I think it's coming in a really heightened sense of awareness, which rightfully so, in the NBA, over uh, over racist comments. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know for sure. You know, if he didn't mean to write Hoodish, he is a giant idiot. If he didn't mean to write Hoodish and write wrote and meant to write Yiddish, he's still a giant idiot. Spell check that shit. Spell check that stuff. <laughs> and don't 
don't send something like that. Either way, he is a moron for sending this thing out. Now, he has apologized profusely over it, saying uh, he made a giant mistake and did not mean to do that. But that is what the controversy is brewing. So we will we will see what happens with that. Um, just want to make everybody aware of that. So that is what he allegedly, or what he did type. He did send out hoodish. Says he meant to say Yiddish. Moving on to Baltak. There's this, I, I was torn well, by something to be, last night. To be cl- clear, um, let's see. Well, the I is right next to the O and the H is right next to the Y. Yeah, I, I think probably he did. If I were to take a guess... Yeah, he did also say Australian, which is just completely bizarre why he would even say that. I think it was supposed to be a joke, maybe, about about one of their players. I don't know. I'm not sure what he... Andrew Bogut, who is Australian. Either way, it's just... It, it was dumb. Moving on to Ball Talk, though. Let's go to this. I am torn by something that happened last night. And okay. it's, it's really bothered me today. So we're going to talk about the NBA season. We'll go back to it in a minute, too. But the NBA season started off last night. And one of the games was the L.A. Lakers versus the Houston Rockets. The L.A. Lakers are a mess. They're just a mess right now. Uh, one bad thing happened last night, too. This this is just awful, but uh, one of the players, their rookie, their star rookie, broke his leg in the game last night. Just oh. a freak accident. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, see, I totally, like, last night was a, a haze. I don't know what happened last night. Yeah, that, that thing aside, which that's, that's awful. Nobody likes to see that thing kind of thing. However, seeing the Lakers fail, I think everybody likes to see that, except for if you're a Laker fan. You know, everybody likes to see the Lakers do bad. Um, and including Kobe Bryant, who is now entering his 19th season on the team. However, what happened last night is they were playing the Houston Rockets, who has Dwight Howard, who have Dwight Howard on their team. Dwight Howard played one year with the Lakers, and allegedly he left because him and Kobe Bryant just did not get along. Mm. And that's kind of the general consensus about Kobe Bryant. He doesn't get along with other stars. He's the star. That's it. You do what he says. Dwight Howard, being a star himself, did not like that, supposedly, and then went to the Houston Rockets. Now, the two teams were playing each other, and there's at one point later in the game, I think that the 7.07 mark of the fourth quarter, where Howard grabbed a defensive rebound and then ended up... Uh, Kobe Bryant got right in his face. Howard started throwing elbows, and uh, they immediately had to separate the two, and they just see them jawing back and forth and yelling things at each other. Uh-huh. Kobe Bryant and Dwight Howard. Kobe Bryant saying, try me, and calling Dwight Howard soft. Like, you can read their lips. You can see what it is that they're saying. Uh-huh. And they That's separated these two. I love, I love two. reading players' lips when they're, like, like clearly saying, like, fuck off. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, and they separated these two. Here's the thing, though. They, the Lakers were down 99-74. Like, your team's losing. You're you're losing. And Howard really was just grabbing the rebound. Bryant kind of got in his face. It was, it was Bryant that did that. However, this is the thing. In a weird way... If I had to pick sides in this particular situation, I found something very scary about myself in that I was siding with Kobe Bryant. I know, it's gross, and I feel disgusting about it. I feel sick about it. It makes me sick inside. But I think I like Dwight Howard less. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It felt really weird, and it felt awful, and it was a terrible feeling that I had yesterday, so I felt awful about it ever since. For yeah, a split second, though, I sided with Kobe Bryant. That's just, that can't happen. It can't happen again. So I'm, I'm very upset with myself, and I'm going to try to That's what well, you should that. be. Yeah, I'm going to try to fix that about myself and, and never let that happen again. All right, moving on to ball talk. We'll go back to, uh, to the NBA here in a second, but this is breaking news that happened yesterday. So it's been a while, but one of my favorite Twitter accounts to follow of an athlete is... None other than former MLB star Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco, is he back on the Twitters being all crazy? Well, it's not that. It's something that happened with Jose Canseco 
Is he alive? Last night. He is alive. Okay. Whenever but, you start something like that, I have to make sure. No, he is alive. However, he may not be all in one piece anymore. So Jose Canseco rocketed into the news last night when the Las Vegas Metro Police Department reported that he was being taken to the hospital because he had been shot. But here's what the here's the deal. Apparently, he was at home cleaning his gun. Oh no. Didn't realize it was loaded and ended up shooting off one of his fingers. Oh. He shot off his middle finger. Now he went to the he went to the hospital. They reattached it. They're hoping that it'll work. He actually just did post a picture on Twitter, I believe today, of himself in bed with a big cast around his finger saying, I'm I'm okay. I hope I can save my finger. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, what is it? Uh, got no sleep. Hope I can keep my finger, but grateful it wasn't something worse. So they're trying to see if they can save the finger. Jose Canseco shot his own finger <coughs> off. He plaxico it. Excuse me. Oh my God, what an idiot. plaxico Barres, of course, the guy who shot himself in the leg in a club because the gun fell down his pants. Jose Canseco shot off his own middle <laughs> finger. Sorry. You okay? It just comes out of nowhere. I would I would tell you. Okay. Okay. All right. No problem. Okay. Just I'm making fine. sure you're okay. I'm okay. Joking aside, are, are you all right? I'm okay. All right. All right. Well, there, let's go back to this then. Finally in ball talk, we'll do this, and then we'll take maybe a little break before Gabe comes in. This is something pretty special. So, of course, during this entire World Series, I've been playing songs that fans create regarding the Kansas City Royals or San Francisco Giants. And I am a fan of fan songs or how terrible they are a lot. But this comes from Portland, Oregon. So Damian Lillard, star of the Portland Trailblazers, one of the stars, him and LaMarcus Aldridge, is now famous because it really got famous, especially when he went on Conan O'Brien last week, about this thing called Dame Face. Dame face oh, yeah, is his yeah, yeah. mean mugging thing that he does when he ends up uh, when he ends up scoring something or does something good. He does this mean mug face where he scowls, yeah. and it's called Dame face. That's what fans have called that thing. Well, local Portland artist Mason Davis has now come up with a song called Dame Face. Oh boy! I'm gonna play for it. Play it. Play it here right now. It is based on. Tone looks wild thing. Here it is. This is Mason Davis's Dame Face. Here's a little story of how a storm became a blizzard about an underappreciated player named Damian Lillard. So now that he's on top, let's see where it began. The Bay Area, the Golden State, the town, Oakland. The zero, which really stands for O. From Oakland to Ogden, now Oregon is home. An overlooked prospect, rivals had him at two stars. Now he's just like the Rip City, both envied from afar. As a sophomore all-star, reigning rookie of the year. Dusting game winners like a veteran with the buzzer in his ear. And ball skills that'll kill, drop down your throat like a pill. Breaking ankles is his staple move. But back in the day, they'd say he's good, but now he's better. But now he's just like Mount Who still samples Wild Thing in 2014? All right, Greg, I don't think anyone can take this anymore. Your arms, your chest, that's the 
That is Dame Face. It goes on for the full three and a half minutes. By Mason Davis here out of Portland, Oregon. Dame Face. Blazers open the season tonight against Oklahoma City. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. You're right. going to get death threats one of these days. <laughs> I'm just close. bringing the news. Bring the news as it happens. All right. We need to take a break because mm-hmm. Gabe Dinger is going to be joining us here in just a minute. And uh, why don't we do that? We'll go to a song here for a second if you're listening live. And we'll be back right after that with Gabe Dinger on Fun Employment Radio. Back up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. What's up, guys? It's the world champion, Judah Friedlander. You're listening to Greg and Sarah on Fun Employment Radio. Why? Because you're a hero. Yeah. I'm really glad Gabe's here because he's already being nicer to me than you've been all day. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. It's just such a ripe opportunity right there. The fact that she can't hear. You're a horrible human being. That's why. She can't hear exactly, so I've been mumbling my words just trying to see. Yeah, talking because I can't hear anything because both my ears are plugged. Right, right. And you go to the fire part. Mm -hmm. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now. And he may be patient zero. We don't know. We're trying to determine that right now. <laughs> I, I like to think I was the first healthy person in Portland <laughs> rather than the first person to get everyone sick. That is a rarity. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, joining us now on Fun Employment Radio, Gabe Dinger. Hello, sir. Hey, thanks for having me again. Oh, Gabe, well, thanks yeah. for coming in. It's been a long time coming. I know. It has been. Yeah, it's been almost finally, five years coming. It, How has this not happened before? I, I was actually just thinking about that yeah. to, like on my way here. like. And you guys being on for five years, you know, I mean, that's kind of like the whole helium lineage. I mean, Mm. at this point, fun employment, like when you guys came out, that was like, yeah, enjoy yourself. Now, if someone said they were fun employed, you'd be like... Get your shit together. <laughs> what do you mean you're still fun employed? <laughs> the economy's fixed. Get back to work. There we go. God we would have that pesky healthcare stuff that's now that right. you were talking about. That's right. <laughs> well, and that's what you were saying. You have you had the same head cold that Sarah yes. would think. So you, Gabe you got think. it, but you just had the it's from like the neck up basically, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was vicious for like two days and then it was it was very bearable. All right. Yeah, I'm on day two. I feel a little better as the as the day is going on. Yeah, like you'll still have like, you know, I, I still had a cough for a little bit, but mm. it wasn't painful. But yeah, it was just really those first two days were... Well, you look the picture of health now. Oh, well, thank Maybe you. Maybe because of that uh, the flu shot that you got too. That was, well, you know, that's uh, my girlfriend I was saying got... The same sickness, but hers was way more intense, and and I attribute it because I got a flu shot, so my body was already starting to starting yeah. to fight it. But yeah. you know, it, it's scary because I'd never gotten a flu shot before because I'd never had healthcare before. Right? Yeah, and you can't justify spending like you know thirty bucks. It's like oh, okay, I could do this thing, or I could just hope for the best. Yeah, or <laughs> I get like a few days where I get to take a bunch of Nyquil, which isn't that bad. Anyway. <laughs> you know, like. There is a certain, like, whenever I get sick, I'm kind of like, oh, man, but on the inside, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Dude, I knocked out an entire uh, series on Netflix yesterday. Oh, it, like it, a season of, a, of, like, a shitty series. It was amazing. I saved a princess in an old Nintendo game because I was just <laughs> like, yeah, why not? And mixing, like, Theraflu and NyQuil, let me tell wow. you, that is a party. <laughs> With <laughs> Nintendo. I kind of like this. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, so I, I do kind of look forward to getting sick, but... You know, they just <laughs> said, no, only gay. <laughs> <Right. laughs> 
But, you know, so the the doctor came in there like, hey, do you just want the flu shot? So why not? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's there. But then I take a second, you know, since I'm a, a comedian, I fortunately get free health care because I'm very poor. <laughs> and uh, they gave me the flu shot. And I started thinking, like, wait a minute. You know, if there's like really like a new world order thing, like this is where they get rid of the people. The, <laughs> right. The free clinic on 82nd, the Avenue of Roses. And that's oh, where I got mine last year. Yeah, yeah, it was out there. Yeah, it's so like as soon as I started getting sick, like I honestly, and I mean I I panicked. Like I just went to Austin, uh-huh. and I went to my girlfriend. and I was like, we had a layover in Dallas. What if I have Ebola? <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes, our layover was in Houston. <laughs> and I was like, oh okay, well I'll just take one. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> same thing. Yeah, no, that's right. true. I I totally am wary of that same thing. When we worked in commercial radio, they would always have somebody every flu season who would come into like the the eating area and. Be like, hey, get your free flu shot and like free from the government. I don't yeah. know if I want to put that in my body. <laughs> and I always, I, I don't think I ever actually got a free one at the radio station. Like, and I'm no uh, manufacturer, but I feel like even just producing needles just to give out free, like I don't know, like five maybe. But <laughs> I don't know these needle manufacturers how they make their their bread and butter, yeah. so to speak. But yeah, there's something there. Just giving it away. Well, we're like a conspiracy theory show now. <laughs> We've changed formats now. Five years the we're changing. The big needle industry needs to let us know. <laughs> so. Gabe, we're familiar with you. We followed your comedy for years. Why don't you tell people who um, you know might not live here, might not know you know about you and your comedy, like how you got started, when you got started, Boy, what well, made you start? Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> I'm throwing it all at you. It, it was before there was any comedy in Portland. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, it'll be ten years in February. That, wow, that I've been Dang. doing stand up. So it, uh, the time flies. Uh, yeah, ten years. Ten years. That's uh, impressive. It is. Uh, you'd expect more to be done, though. So it's, <laughs> oh. it's only so it's impressive in stamina, if anything. <laughs> uh, but no, I love it. And uh, I started out here in Portland, and uh, it was really odd. A friend of mine's parents were friends with a comedian. And uh, I went to see a show at a, a club that no longer exists in Beaverton. Wow. Uh, you know, the comedy capital of yeah, the world. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> not two things I put together, but and, all right. <laughs> uh, the first show was great. One of the most amazing things I had ever seen. The next week I saw a show, not so great. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I was just freshly 21, and, and I was drinking pretty heavily, and I, I started heckling. Oh, no. I, uh, and I did, the in my mind, the classic heckler thing, I'm helping the show. Oh, right. no. You're funny. I yeah. introduced myself to the headliner after the show. I thought I had done such a superb job. To my credit, I did get a couple of laughs. Like, I was, <laughs> like, I was doing good. Uh, but he told me, he's like, if you think you're funny, there's an open mic on Sundays. Why don't That's you a nice out? way of him to handle it. Yeah. And I like, you think to- you're funny, go to a fucking open mic. Well, the, <laughs> the twist, that was the first guy who ever took me on the road. But he had forgotten that it was me. So like oh, I told no. him halfway to Spokane, like, yeah, you're the reason. <laughs> and uh, and then he told me, he's like, I just want you to know the only reason you're on this gig is because I called 15 other people who couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So apparently it wasn't as fun of a show for him as it was for me. <laughs> but I loved it. And, and so I, I took it as a challenge. And, you know, I didn't really know how to you know i'd always been like funny but mm. i've never really been structurally funny so i bought this ridiculous book called the comedy bible by judy gold and it, it had some helpful things but i got to the point of going to your first open mic and i stopped reading it and 
the first open mic I did, I was really prepared and I did really no, well. No, this was the one that the guy had recommended to you? Yeah, mm. yeah, at the Comedy Club West Side. That <laughs> <laughs> really rolls off the Wow, tongue. yeah. Even an original name out there. Not even the West Side Comedy, Comedy Club West Side. It made no sense. <laughs> uh, and the first set went so well. Like, people laughed and I was just like, boom, show business. Here I am. <laughs> and uh, and that followed six months of just bombing and, and totally But you kept it. at it. Yeah, in in my first year, like there was a Portland's funniest person, not Heliums. It was like the amateur contest, mm. and I won that, and I I won this little arbitrary contest for CBS Radio out here, and so the first year really gave me a lot of momentum, and and you know, and at this time in Portland, I mean. Harvey's was the only club. Yeah. Yeah, comedy I remember during that time was non-existent it, it here. Really, and if it, it really was, was, it was still like looked at as tacky. Well, and it and it was. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it really looking back, it was it, it taught me like I'm glad I started when I did because there was no reason to do it other than to do it. You know, there was no success. No one had ever mm-hmm. made it really, you know, from here. So we just did it to do it. But I think it also taught bad habits. Yeah. You know, when Helium first came out, they said, uh, hey, local comics, send us a headshot, a video, and a resume. Whereas work out here was all word of mouth. So, you know, no one had, I didn't right. have that. Yeah. And so I, you know, I didn't send anything in. And a lot of people, they told me that they only got three people who actually sent those three Because you weren't in. trained to know that that was what you're supposed to do. Yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was no, pre- you know, we went to bars. You trained out here to go do bars in Montana and, right. and fight with the audience. So <laughs> it, it was aggressive. It was vulgar for the sake of vulgar. Like, it really was a much different time. And and when, like, myself and Richard Bain and Andy Wood all kind of started, uh, you know, those older comics didn't. They didn't like it. And yeah. I even remember when the first Bridgetown was happening, them being like, oh, it'll never. No one will come to Portland <laughs> mm-hmm. for comedy. No, no. And Was this know. all during like the Suki's open mic night, uh, like open mic time and everything? I mean, I would almost say this is like before, before that. Su- okay. Like when Suki's was just starting. I mean, this was, I think the open mics of the time were like the old barn and Beaverton. A lot of Beaverton. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so much so Beaverton. <laughs> Wonder why it didn't take off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All the all the mothers, uh, <laughs> all the parents coming with their kids. Um, but Boiler Room, Boiler Room's been the one consistent. But yeah, you know, a lot of people, they didn't expect it and they thought that the young comics were disrespectful because we were kind of like, well, fuck these guys doing mm-hmm. their Viagra jokes. And <laughs> Monica Lewinsky jokes were still common. Wow. Oh, boy. It, it, was a, wow. it was a strange... Some spotted owl jokes, maybe? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, the New York Times did an article about how Seattle and Portland were the two least funny cities in the country. Ouch. We were like, <laughs> right at which now we're in the top ten of the same newspaper. But, you know, yeah. it, it took, you know, ten years to do that. But, yeah. So it was a very different different time for comedy back then. Um, which now it's great, you know. Now we have a, a better scene than ever. We're getting a reputation. So when did you see? Did you see like a definitive change from when it went to that type of comedy? For like, you know, you're kind of battling with the older comedians to where it is now, where it seems inclusive to everybody, with every you know kind of comedy there is. I mean, it definitely started with Bridgetown. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bridgetown was when it was like, look, there's something here, uh, and there are people here, you know, and and there's actually an audience. Like that was the thing in the early 2000s. Is there was just no audience, and people would openly say, like, eh, I don't really like comedy. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, which is- uh, yeah, I mean, and there was that, and, like, even 
me back then, like I didn't know where to go see comedy. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't even a thing. Comedy, like, almost, yeah, there's yeah. plenty of bands. You know, I can go see bands playing that and do all that stuff. Because it almost seemed like it was like, left in the '90s because there weren't like comedy clubs or right. anything. That yeah, you could see, like with the cycle other than, there, and, other like, than Harvey's. Yeah, exactly. That's the only and, and, yeah. and you know, I mean, Harvey's. I, I always say about Harvey's is they're like McDonald's. Mm-hmm. They will make you the same hamburger every week, and it will always be that hamburger. Now, is it you know the greatest hamburger ever? No. And yeah. if you want like a little bit nicer of a burger, that's what Helium's mm-hmm. for. You know. I, Never, I've still never been to Harvey's. I worked there uh, for a number of years, and I mean, I had a great time there. Granted, uh, they were not very nice to me as far as like the management. Oh, that's too bad. Well, you know, it's a restaurant first, and so when it comes to treating talent just nice, mm-hmm. they, it's just a second thought, and they've booked so many of the same people for so many years that it, it just doesn't really matter to be incredibly nice. Um, and you know, and then helium came along, and yeah. everything was and just blew better. everything out of the water. And, and that's where everything changed. <laughs> yeah. You know, even looking at year one of helium versus now, like it, comedy hasn't necessarily gotten better in Portland. I think audiences have gotten better for comedy in Portland. They mm. get that things are a joke, and they still get a little uptight and sensitive. But it, it's, I think, the audiences just. They're willing, like, oh, this is a joke, and we can at least wait to see where it goes before we shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before, before we get offended about something. Yeah. <laughs> wait, am I offended phones. yet? Am I offended yeah, yet? I don't I'm know. Sure. I'm laughing, but I think I'm offended. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you do comedy, but you're also, you act as well, correct? Uh, I improvise. I do not. I'm a terrible actor. Oh. <laughs> I'm not good at acting. Uh, I failed many a great audition. Oh. Uh, but I, do any, I, I, I can't act either if that makes you feel any better. Yeah, I don't know I, why it would, but there you go. <laughs> no, there's, I mean, Portlandia and stuff. I've been a background. <gasps> I've been background, background too. Yeah. I got like about uh, 1.5 seconds last uh, last season. That's what <laughs> I actually. I was had... sweating profusely standing next to Carrie Brownstein, the cutest little thing in the world. And I'm just like this monster woman, like <laughs> dripping sweat, <laughs> pretending to drink wine. It was amazing. Mine was the nicest rejection I've ever had. <laughs> so I was supposed to be a nerd. Uh, and like I think I had like one line as the nerd and the director looked at me and he goes he's not nerdy enough <laughs> he's like sorry we can't use you he's like uh, we can maybe make you the bartender and I was like alright so <laughs> I get behind the bar and he's like no you're not a good bartender either why don't you be the guy hitting on the girl in the bar and I was like oh <laughs> so I went from nerd to like guy hitting on a <laughs> girl sleaze, in the bar dude. Yeah. <laughs> you got kind of a sleazy vibe there why don't you go do that <laughs> yeah it's like a, a polite demotion but the upside is uh, you know I've r- ran into Fred at like comedy stuff over the years yeah. not enough to where you would ever know my name but enough to be like Oh, that's a face I recognize. Mm-hmm. Right? I know you from somewhere. So, like, I'm I'm standing there, you know, talking to this, like, actress girl in between takes, and he walks by, and he goes, hey, man, how you doing? And I go, great. And she's just like, oh, you know him? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me and Fred? Come on. <laughs> oh, Freddy? Yeah. Come on. Good old Freddy. <laughs> Freddy A? Yeah, man. We're buddies. <laughs> yeah, I know him. <laughs> Well, you were just down in Austin. So what's that what's that like traveling, you know, since you you've done so many so much time here, so many years here? Like how does your act translate over there? Uh I mean, def- you know, I probably have about 20 minutes of Portland material that just does it. I mean, it's odd now that Portland's becoming more known because of right. Portland. Yeah. And even people like who don't who aren't from here think that they know it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So some of it does work, but what amazed me so I was in Austin and I have this whole thing about keeping Portland weird. 
they have no idea that we stole that slogan. <laughs> really? Like they have no clue that we took it. And so it got to where I stopped telling the joke because I'm like, well, these fucking guys don't know. I'm not going to tell. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to knock on your city. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And by the way, we are way weirder than Austin. Portland's pretty odd. Like, I have to say, I haven't been to Austin, so I, I guess I don't have a good point of comparison. But it seems like it it's might still be in Texas, though. It, it is. You know? and it's odd because of the college. It has this like jock mentality that yeah. Portland just doesn't. You know, there's this weird like douchey air. On a Friday night, <laughs> it's just like, oh, is there going to be a fight? Whereas in Portland, it's like, oh, are they going to get into a heated debate over GMO labels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? But it's it, very rough and tumble here. Like, it's so not weird there. Like, we were talking about uh, people riding two-frame bikes. That's just starting out there. And my girlfriend and I were talking to this couple who lived there, and they were like, yeah, next thing you know, we're going to have a guy on a unicycle. <laughs> and I go, let me tell you, we have a guy on a unicycle with a kilt in a Darth Vader mask that plays fiery bagpipes. <laughs> and I swear, their faces went white, and they were like, that's pretty weird. <laughs> we're years ahead of them oh, on the weird scale. <laughs> like, we took their idea, and we just blew, like, it's like a monster, you know? <laughs> It's like I imagine like the person who started making Austin weird would be would come here and be like, "This is not what I wanted." <laughs> We're a monster. Oh, that's glorious. Well, do you have any shows coming up in the not so distant future? In yeah, the and I'll say this too: if you've been to Helium at any point, like over the last any time, you've probably seen Gabe at some point perform there. Yeah, I have been there. Uh, I mean, since. Since I think I was the third week there, I think it was Daxie and, yeah. and, and then me. So, yeah, I, I love that club. And really, to, to answer the early question, Helium is what changed comedy mm-hmm. in Portland. Uh, it's what brought Real Acts here. It's, it, I mean, even, uh, you know, you had to really make a choice if you were a comic out here. Like, I was middling at Harvey's, but Helium wanted me as a host. And I took it, and I think it was one of the the best decisions I ever made because it really now I'm a better comedian, and I'm starting at that place where you have to work wow a little harder. So helium at the end of the day, I think changed everything for Portland and and comedy and Bridgetown's continued success. Yeah, you know, but yeah. Bridgetown brought helium here. It's what caught their eye. So you know they really they really built it. Yeah. Wow, Gabe. And just so you know, if you're like comedy at all whatsoever, Gabe is one of the most solid comedians, not just in Portland, but one of the, like, you have a fantastic act. Thank you. You nail it. Like, you are consistent and not in, like, the shitty hamburger kind of way. (laughs) But I mean, like, you. I'm the Toyota Corolla of comedy. (laughs) No, you are awesome. Like, you you bring it every single time. And it's always a pleasure to see you. Yeah, and and honestly, like, because I've been to so many shows at Helium, but I'll bring people who don't go to see comedy shows. And no matter where, if they like the headline or not, they'll always be like, oh, yeah, that Gabe guy was really funny. Like, they always like your act. Well, I, you know, I, I love it. I love doing that. And especially Helium because everything's so close and you can really, you know, I like. That's mm-hmm. why it made it more, like, attainable because you could go and see them at, like, the Keller or something. Like, if somebody, if, like, David Cross is going to be at the Keller, it's right. you and, like, thousands of other people. But at Helium, you get to have, like, that intimate experience. Yeah, I, I love that so much. And, and thank you. I mean, I really appreciate that. I mean, I am uh, the third funniest person in Portland. So <laughs> Fuck yeah, you that's are. That's a, a pretty consistent title. <laughs> <laughs> 
if I'd say so. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Is your website GabeDinger.com? It is. You and, got uh, it. All right. I'll be at Helium, I think, the first week of December with Alonzo Bowden. Yeah, I just saw that he's coming. That's, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's, that's awesome. Great. So I've never seen him, him. seen him live. Um, and I'll be at Midnight Mass uh, in November, I think, 22nd, which is uh, an amazing show at the Funhouse Lounge, ran by Amy Miller. Uh, it, it is the best uh, independently, you know, outside of, you know. That's what when we had Amy on a couple of weeks ago and she mm-hmm. was talking about how much she loves doing that show. I don't, that girl has a way of, like, she gets so many amazing headliners. <laughs> I know, I saw that. She got like David Tell down there and Norm MacDonald. Uh, I get so intimidated around these headliners and she's just like, yeah, come down and do the show at this creepy room. And they're like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's full of clowns. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do it. Yeah, it's, it's a really great show. And, you know, again, a testament to people in Portland just trusting that good comedy shows are out there. Now, are you going to stick around Portland for a while, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I really feel like, uh, you know, especially L.A. kind of lets you know when it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, like and, you'll know when it's ready, when it's time for you to yeah, head that way. and I don't, like, I'm not good at acting and auditioning and stuff, and I really like doing stand-up and... The downside with L.A. and New York is you start doing a lot of, like, 10-minute, 15-minute sets where I'm really starting to explore doing an hour and, Mm -hmm. you know, really trying to put a solid set together. So... I'm in no hurry. Nice. Uh, I always figure if there's a piece of pie out there for you, it's not going anywhere. So. <laughs> it's a good I like motto. the way you think, sir. And that then is... if they do ever tap me, it'll be like, I have so much fucking material, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am set. <laughs> what do you want? Like, I can do it. All right. So it's at GabeDinger.com. Uh, at, on Twitter, are you at GabeDinger? At GabeDinger. Fortunately, with GabeDinger, uh, not a lot of those are taken up on the internet. All right. Not a lot of people vying for the dinger? No. I, I am... mean, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people vie for the dinger. <laughs> Come so on. Many people are vying for the dinger. Uh, it's like having a name like Greg Nibbler. Yeah, there's there's not many people out there that are <laughs> clamoring oh, for Oh, yeah, Nibbler, Nibbler yeah. and Dinger. You guys yeah. could be like that a, is, a, that, a comedy a duo yeah, right there. Is, <laughs> <laughs> well, should we uh, wrap up the show now? Yeah, let's go, let's just go, go ahead and now. Do that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll All right, do we're going we're gonna to play our closing credits let's with you here. It. Let's do this. <laughs> so, GabeDinger.com. That's I'm where everybody can find everything. Are you? Slowly? Well, I want to watch the Blazer game tonight, so I think I'm making myself feel more human. Oh, wait, because are you going to go to the Rose Garden? I'm not going. Garden. I'm not <laughs> going. You're going to infect the entire I, Rose Garden? <laughs> I'm not going to infect anybody with anything, but I don't, awesome. have, I don't have cable at my house. I have to go somewhere to watch it, so I have to be around some humans. I'll wear like one of those like mask things. Who are they playing tonight? Uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, I wish I knew enough about sports to be like, ah, sneeze on blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> Old Tolly McGee over there. Yeah, yeah sneeze on him. That tall guy. <laughs> yeah, him. The one with the ball. Sneeze on him. I'll just mute that. Send us an email. <laughs> Send uh, us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Um, don't forget, you can pick up tickets to the Fun Employment Radio five-year anniversary party, November 14th. Yes. At funemploymentradio.com. Get those. Um, on tomorrow's show, we're going to have the hosts of Comedy Film Nerds. Yes. I said that right, right? Yes, you sure did. Okay. I might edit that afterwards if I fuck that up. <laughs> no, you um, didn't. Com- exactly <laughs> of comedy film nerds. Graham and Chris. Yep, Graham yeah. and Chris. So they'll be joining us here on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in wherever and however you listen. It is awesome that you do so. And thank you, Gabe Dinger, GabeDinger.com. Thank you, guys. GabeDinger.com. Yes. And Sarah. Like I was singing. Yes. Thank you for uh, fighting through the pain. Yes, no problem. When you get down there, you're going to be really with so many. I'm going to hate you. Sarah flew in night quote. I know. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> Dug up.
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.